Welcome to Glass Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Burke. Joining me today, as always, is the fantastic Mr. Kyle Franz. And we also have a very special guest today, Tyler, coming back for a second time. So Tyler from Puck My Life is your guest for today's episode. Tyler, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing well. Doing well. Doing very well. Excited to have you back on. Well, I'm glad to be back with you fellas. <laughs> yeah. Glad we could extend that contract. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad uh, the agents were able to do what they had to do and what they're getting paid to do, and uh, we're able to move forward now. <laughs> uh, I wish, I wish that was all true. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there someday. Someday. <laughs> so last time you were on, you talked about our, or you talked about heading to Sweden. So you're back. So why don't you give us a little bit of information about that? Tell us which teams you saw, that kind of stuff. Okay, so we went and started off with the Global Series. So game one in Stockholm, Sweden was November 16th. We got to watch the Red Wings take on the Ottawa Senators, and the Red Wings came back, lost in overtime. It was a really good game, really good turnout. And uh, I was, you know, we, we weren't really sure what to expect going into to Sweden and there was actually quite a few Americans there. It was it was really cool to see at the airport. You know, there was uh, people repping the Minnesota Wild stuff, and you saw Red Wings fans. You know, and obviously Toronto and Ottawa are the other two teams that were there. But it was a really good turnout. I was really glad we went uh, the the night of the seventeenth. The next night, we drove two and a half hours down to Vostervik and watched them play Brynäs. And that game was way better than expected. I know I talked about in the first video that the seats were like sold out and we only got standing room only. So what actually ended up happening when we got there, we didn't know it, but the arena was split where half of it was standing room only and half of it was seated. So it made more sense once we got there. Cause there wasn't really many pictures online that depicted that. And the people were very friendly to us. We actually were able to reach out to, the club manager, Petra, shout out to her. She was a great host. She actually hooked us up with uh, pucks that you that they don't sell. I don't even think they sell them at any of the other tier two teams. It's their official puck for that, the game puck for that league. And she was able to hook us up with those. I was able to get one of the Vostervik uh, game used jerseys from one of the players. I, I couldn't believe it. That there was only 25 US uh, for a game used Swedish jersey. Uh, that that blew me away. The, the people were so friendly when they found out that we were Americans. They were just blown away. Like, what are you guys doing down here? Like, we're this small town team. And it's like, what are you guys doing? It's like, we just love hockey. I said, we're going anywhere and everywhere. And we made friends at the arena. And the, the staff was really friendly to us, hooked us up with some drinks and everything. So it was just, I don't know. It, it, was, it was just way better than expected. We actually, at the end of the game, we were actually looking over by the merch table and there was a player that was over there signing autographs and come to find out he was actually from California and went over and I said, Hey man, can I get your autograph? And uh, he, he looked at me like, like what? And then he like signed the, they handed out these like little flyer, like fold up, like noisemaker things. And he's like, man, you had me there for a second. He's like, man, it's like your English is really good. And he didn't know what we were doing over there. And we told him we were there for the global series. And he's like, yeah, we don't get like any Americans that really come out to any of these games. So 
he was very appreciative of it. There was another guy that was on the Brina squad that actually was born uh, in a town about 45 minutes away from where I live. So that mm-hmm. was really cool. We didn't actually get a chance to meet him. They had to leave right after the game, but I don't know that Vostervik was, it, it was way better than expected. And then after that night, drove over to Jean Coping and the next day watched HV 71. Oh my goodness. The, <laughs> what I told you guys about what the atmosphere was going to be like, HV 71 was all that and more. And after I posted the video on that, a lot of people, a lot of Swedish people were getting after me like, oh, you should have went and saw these guys and see these guys were mm-hmm. better. And they're fighting in the comments and everything. Half of them I couldn't read because it was in Swedish. So I just like gave them a <laughs> thumbs up and moved on from it. But uh, and then they were also butchering my pronunciation of everything. That was actually kind of funny. And I apologize because I'm like, Hey guys, it's my first time in the country. I'm like, I'm going to get everything wrong. And so that, that game blew us away. The hooligan section was phenomenal. The whole arena was following what they were doing. I, it was everything that I wanted to see on the trip between those two games in Vostervik and HV 71. And no joke. Like I can't wait to go back. Like we did a lot of stuff within the few days. And then after that game, we went back and watched game four of the global series. So we actually got to watch all four NHL teams play in Sweden. Cause the second game was uh, the wild versus the maple leaves. And so, man, I mean, we, we weren't there very long. It was less than a week. It felt like a long time, but man, I cannot wait to do it again. Like, it is hands down the best trip that I think I've ever been on in my personal life and with this hockey journey that I'm on. Hmm. Yeah, that that is incredible. I was while you and I was trying to follow along on your Instagram page to like see everything, and I, I remember seeing the HV71 that arena. Just the pictures you took of the outside, like it looks so different than anything we've ever we have here. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely have a uh, more attention to detail with their architecture and everything, which I thought was really cool because everything just it didn't seem like you were looking at the same barn all the time. It, everything was was different. Yeah. So it, that was that was really cool. And and one thing we noticed, too, is that like in the States, we have a lot thicker seats. And then over there, their seats are like really thin. And so it looked a lot different. So. I don't know the the whole the whole arena everything was just slightly different than what we're used to over here and the hooligan section at HV seventy one I don't know if you saw it in the videos but they actually have a special entrance to the hooligan section and when you go up there and you turn around it's all standing room in there but it's gated off with like the iron gates going so all the hooligans stay in one section. And it was really cool because they had like a spot when you go up on the part of the concourse and you walk up the steps where the like the the loft is or like the ledge, the railing. They had a bunch of flags that you could just go up and grab and just start waving them in the hooligan section. So they had like like a a set of community flags, didn't matter which one you grabbed. And so you had if you saw some of the videos, you saw older people, younger people. It was just awesome to see there was one gentleman he was in the very front row above the tunnel in the hooligan section and i've never seen a more diehard hockey fan in my life i wish i would have got a chance to meet him after the game it was i got some really cool shots of him one of the last reels 
I posted. I put one of the shots that I got of him, but it was just awesome to see such a community come together to, to watch this team. And even the other team that came in uh, leaks on, they brought in a lot of people. They bust people in for this. They had their own separate, like small hooligan section on the other side of the arena that, that the HV 71 club had designated for their own hooligans. So it was really cool to see them like chanting back and forth throughout the whole game. And then even the people in the, you know, like the regular seats, not in the hooligan sections, are going crazy too. And they're like bickering and yelling back and forth. It's just, I've never seen crowds like that before. We were just at the Red Wings game the other night and it was just like, after going to a Swedish game, it's like, this is so dull. Like there's <laughs> hardly any let's go Red Wings chance. But then during the other games, like they're chanting like the entire game. Like there's barely any time when they're not chanting. So it's definitely different. I would say the closest thing we have in the States to that is college hockey. But even then it's, it's, there's really no comparison. Yeah. That's, that's something that I was going to point out is if you haven't been to a college game, you need like anybody listening needs in because the atmosphere at a college game is so different than an NHL game. And it's cool to hear this about over in Sweden, what the, what it's like over there, because it's crazy. We can play the same sport. We can have similar skill gaps, similar skilled players, all that stuff. But the atmosphere, the fans, all that can be so drastically different. That's something that I was excited about you going and hearing about and coming back and getting some shots and some stuff that, you know, it's and everything being in Sweden over there. I don't so or read Sweden. So there's a lot of stuff over there that I have no idea what's happening. And you come back with videos and stuff like that that we can see and understand and read and hear. And, oh wow look at the atmosphere in these places and so that was really cool watching through some of the reels and some of the videos of what you had posted and seeing how just how drastically different sure is versus like here and and i mean philly fans get wild but they're you know not it's not like that it's just a different it's just a different atmosphere and that's something college hockey is so cool with that when you have the two fan sections and they're chanting back and forth with one another that part is cool, and you just don't really see that at the NHL level, but it's really cool to hear and see that they do that overseas as well. Yeah, I know the, the Swedish fans would, if they come over and watch the NHL, I wonder what they think of it when they come over and there's barely any chance at some of these games, and and they're doing it all the time. Like I think that would be a good thing. To, I, I should have asked somebody if – if any of those guys had ever been over there. And now I know a lot of them that approached us, asked us where we were from and what teams that we saw. And we actually met quite a few Red Wings fans over there. And, you know, Yeiserman has been drafting a lot of Swedish players. So I think a lot of them are starting to follow the Red Wings. So, yeah, it just would be interesting to get their viewpoint if they've ever been to it and just if they even like coming to an NHL game. I mean, when, when games over there in Sweden are that fun, and if I was used to that, all the time. I don't think I'd want to go to an NHL game because it just would seem boring to me with how crazy it gets over there in Sweden. Yeah, for sure. And I was about to say that I think we're, I think we're pretty spoiled here. We we've kind of just accepted the fact that like we have the greatest athletes, especially hockey planet, but those guys over there are very good hockey players and very close to the skill level of the NHL, just maybe a step below, but recognize that they have a high level of hockey there that not every country has. And I think they really appreciate it. And it shows with that passion because I, I find it whole 
they call it the hooligan section because <laughs> that's just it sounds perfect. It's literally what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, and and I know the the Vostrovic game that we went to, there was a lot of kids in there, like kids like 13 and, and younger. So it was really cool to see the next generation of hockey fans coming up and just enjoying the game and stand. I mean, they were standing the entire game and just cheering the whole time. So I'm I'm like really itching to go back. I know it's probably not going to be until sometime next season, but I I can't wait to get back. Anybody who's listening, if you ever i mean you ever have the chance to go to sweden and watch some hockey you take it you are not going to regret it i think this may have changed my future vacation plans of where it's like hmm sweden would be a good vacation plan and then i can watch hockey games while i'm over there yeah win-win buddy (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean, I would love to. I would love to go over for a global series game. Like, I'd love to get to see some NHL games over there. But at the same rate, I think that's one of the, my favorite hockey is that it doesn't matter what level it is. I'm in. Like, I'll watch it. I'll play. Like, I'll I'm not play. I'll, I'll watch it. I can't play with all of them. But you know, it's one of those things. You know, it's so cool to see the different plays. Like, what certain fans do, what certain sections do, stuff like that, and how different it is overseas has got to be things you've got to experience and that's something that got i've gotten the chance to travel outside of the country a couple times but i've never gotten to see hockey outside of the country and that's something that i really look making happen at some point and now hearing what you've done and what you guys have done is just motivation to go do it like why not you know it's it's and we talked a little bit off air about the expense part of it where it's it's not nearly as bad as some people may think so i don't know if you want to break that down a little bit for us so that way people can understand how it's pretty reasonable yeah, for sure. So let me uh, pull up some notes right here. I'm just going to add some things up. And yeah, so for my flight, so this was a direct flight from Detroit to Paris. And then we went from Paris to Stockholm. A lot of the, the flights that we were looking at, there wasn't anything that would take you directly to Stockholm, uh, especially from Detroit. So we got lucky, and uh, when we first started looking at tickets, it was going to be around eight fifty, uh, and that was like three or four months before the global series when we first started kind of chatting about it. We ended up my flight ended up being six hundred and twenty four dollars round trip, and then our parking, gas, and rental car share and hotel for. Uh, the three of us that went, so we we split those expenses. Everybody paid for their own plane ticket, but then we divvied up those expenses three ways. It was between two hundred and fifty and three three hundred dollars for that. So you're looking at between all of that before you get to the games, you're looking at under a thousand dollars. And mm-hmm. then Vostervik was like twelve dollars, and HV seventy one was thirty two dollars, and. The two, the first global series game was eighty dollars, and then the second global series game was like around sixty bucks. So when you factor all that in, I'm I'm right around eleven hundred dollars for all that, minus not or not including any souvenirs or food that we purchased on the trip. Which the uh, Vostervik game, we got the pucks for free. We got parking for free at that one as well. And then I bought this this jersey that I'm wearing tonight, the Vostervik jersey. And then I also got uh, HV71 jersey, a puck there. And then I got a couple pucks from the Global Series. And that was probably another 
two hundred dollars for all that. The HV seventy one jersey was like a hundred US. So that's that's about that's about what it was. So you're looking at about thirteen hundred dollars before food and stuff. Yeah, which I mean, is it with thinking about flying internationally? And if, if any of international flights, maybe you should because they're it's almost always starting at around a thousand dollars. So to get over there, you know, and obviously it helps having people go with you. You can split expenses, cars, gas, and cars, and that hotel stuff like that. But that's really not that bad. And no, I mean, especially for an experience like that, you know, you're going to spend go on a vacation anyway. It's just the way it is to spend a little bit extra to go somewhere like that is, is awesome. And yeah, I mean, I know that the travel isn't always great. And obviously, you know, you can talk about a little bit about the, the difficulties you guys experience getting there, but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> not always the easiest part, but you know, it's something that may be worth it because you get to experience something that's so cool. Yeah. So go, going into that, that travel part that you mentioned. So when we actually were leaving Detroit, we we're sitting in the plane and we're like, uh, we're we going to get going here or what's going on. And you know, there's a bit of an issue when you have guys in reflective vests walking back and forth throughout the plane and come to find out after we were in the air, we found out that somebody had clogged the toilet and made us 45 minutes late, which made us 45 minutes late getting into Paris and it was pouring rain. The terminal that we were supposed to go to was under construction. So we had to get bus to the other part of the the airport and having to go through customs when we got there and that put us behind so we missed our first flight to stockholm so we had to wait three hours for the next flight basically we had to wait for the plane to fly to stockholm deboard load back up and come back to uh paris because that's basically all that plane did all day so we just had to wait for the second one it was no big deal we we're actually able to make it to the global series game about an hour and a half before puck drop. So it, it, it was kind of tight, but not really. And then on the way back, it actually, actually wasn't too bad. Uh, we did have a four hour layover in Amsterdam, but that was, that was expected. And then all the driving throughout the country. I know um, Kyle, you said something about wondering about the traffic laws and stuff that actually, was we felt like we were back home when it came to actually the people over there drive a lot better than we do. Mm -hmm. So it was really nice to not have these people cutting us off all the time and having to deal with uh, dangerous turnpikes and potholes like in Pennsylvania. But um, it was nice roads. I mean, they should uh, Pennsylvania should take a, a chapter out of their uh, construction book for their roads. Maybe they'll they'll learn something. But yeah, it. I mean, we put on. I think four or 500 miles throughout the country. It kind of sucked because sundown was like three 30 to four o'clock. So we didn't mm -hmm. get to see a whole lot of the country in it when the light was up, but uh, yeah, it, it really wasn't too bad. I mean, it's just that, that time of year over there. And so, but travel and everything was really good. I know we were a little worried about that. You know, when you're doing that much traveling in a short period of time, I mean, we saw four games in four days. I mean, we were we were hustling. I mean, it was late nights trying to get everything edited down and, and getting up in the morning early and make sure the content was out before we had to post the next content. And I didn't have service that worked over there. So finding Internet and everything. And so it ended up working out OK. We didn't miss a single game. Uh, actually, 
things, even though it seemed dicey for a little while, it, it turned out way better than expected. So it was, it was definitely well worth it. Did you, did they have toll roads there at all? Or did you, uh, were you able to avoid that? I guess Cody said that there was some toll road at some point. Uh, we didn't actually know when we entered it, but I guess he got like a notification through the, the rental car company that uh, we had used a toll. Cause like one of the, the roads that did say we have a toll, but it was like, like four or six bucks. No, nothing like Pennsylvania. <laughs> nothing like this. That would have been like $70 in Pennsylvania terms. So. <laughs> and yeah um i was looking up to uh what what's the jersey you're wearing i can't say this name vostervik vostervik okay vostervik <laughs> i was looking at the picture of their stadium the uh the inside of it how many do you know like the capacity of that stadium oh man i it's it's hard to say because of like half of it was standing room only but I would say it was under under like four thousand. I mean, it okay. looks bigger um, because of the way that the roof is and everything. And then, like I said, the seats are a little—they're not as wide and stuff as our seats are. So it, they packed them in a little bit tighter. So I mean, yeah, I would say it's probably under four thousand. If if I had to guess, it's uh, Plivet Arena. If you uh, if you look it up. Yeah, it's just it's always interesting to me looking at overseas. Like I'm looking at your jersey right now. There's like a million NASCARs, like a million advertisements all over. Yeah, it. it's, it's interesting to me how like a, it looks small, but like it's crazy how many advertisements they still get. Always. It's pretty cool. Oh, they they pack them everywhere. I mean, if if you saw in some of the videos, like even on the backside of their pads and everything, there's advertisements everywhere. I mean, they're selling every inch of space that they can. I'm. I'm glad that the NHL doesn't do that. I mean, I think it's cool, you know, for the European jerseys and stuff like that. Cause you know, at this point, that's kind of what they're known for. I know the NHL is starting to kind of inch that way. Once they started putting stuff on the helmets and everything, I don't think they'll ever get to this point where it's, it's everywhere. But uh, I mean, some, some of these teams, it, it definitely does help out with uh, all the travel expenses for everything in, in running the club and keeping good players on the team. Yeah, because even like HV seventy one, their their uh, their ice is packed. I mean, every circle has is yeah. all colored in and different. But hey, whatever you got to do. I mean, I know their funding over there is a lot different than what is here. So, but yeah, I yeah. agree. I hope the NHL never gets to that point. I mean, there to me, there's already too many on their their uniforms. But that's just me. I want to see a plain fashion jersey. <laughs> but yeah, because that's here. like you said, that's kind of the European thing. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's it is interesting the the whole advertisement thing, and we're seeing you know they're trying to make up stuff that they lost, and so they're different advertisement, and we're seeing some more of that stuff, and it's just yeah, I, that's a European thing. Let's leave it there. Let's not let's not bring that over here. But yeah. it is, and it because to me, like it takes jerseys. You know that they yeah. look cool, but then you have add in all these advertisements, and it's like, okay, what could these jerseys be without that advertisement? And get that money's gonna come from somewhere. And as somebody mm -hmm. who runs a hockey organization, I totally understand it because jerseys are expensive, and it's expensive to run teams, so you kind of gotta do what you gotta do. I am glad that it's not a North American thing; it's a European thing. But I think 
That might be the only thing that about your European hockey that I that I don't like. Yep. Definitely makes the jerseys unique, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The experience you had over there had to it's just it's really cool. Like I, I can't stop looking through your page right now, just <laughs> seeing everything that you saw there. Um, but I did have a about the uh the NHL, like did it seem did the play style like seem any different or did like the um did the people there like be talking about the NHL game at all like how different it is from what they have um not really not not that i saw i mean when we were at vostervik and when we were at the hv71 game they they play on a slightly larger sheet of ice uh which it, it was a little bit different at first cuz it it seemed like when we were sitting up in the club seats, HV 71, and when you're at that kind of vantage point, it, it does, the game does look a little bit different because they, they don't, they have a lot more room to go around. So I think it definitely changed the play a little bit as far as how they're going to set stuff up because they have more room to work with, but we didn't actually notice anybody really talking too much about the difference in play with the, the NHL. I think they were just, they were just happy to see uh, the, the NHL was taking time, to, to have some games in their country and four of them. And there was a decent amount of Swedish players. So whenever they were announced, like the arenas were just like going crazy, you know, that, Oh, Lucas Raymond is here. And they did like special, like in game stuff where they were doing like exposés on them and stuff like that. And it was, it was, it was really cool to see how much invested they are into NHL hockey, especially now that it seems like over the last few years, like I talked about earlier, you know, Yeiserman's drafting more Swedes and it's just, they're starting to become more part of the game. And so now the country is starting to back it more. And it just seems like it is definitely growing. The the NHL presence in Sweden is actually growing. Hmm. Yeah. It seems like they're not taking the Russian approach of where it's like, go over there, just play with us. Our league's better kind of thing. They're kind of like, no, like go play. If you can play in the NHL, go play in the NHL, and we'll support you in that. But we have good teams here, and you know whether it be, hey, you drafted him, but give us, give him back to us for two or three years before you bring him over, and we'll further develop him. And it seems like an agreement that happens between NHL clubs and over in Sweden clubs, and that that works really well because it's good to have some of these guys playing, like being home, and them stay at home until they're 21, 22. And then come to North America versus coming over here at 18, you, you know, you have to learn a lot more. Whereas some of that stuff you'll figure it easier if you're at home for the first, you know, couple of years. And it seems like Sweden's really taking that approach of, Hey, we have some guys that can play in the NHL. Let's get them over there. If you don't want to send them over, if, if you guys don't want to bring them over right away, we'll, we'll bring them here. We'll keep them here and we'll work with them and develop them into very good players. Cause I know a Detroit product and Edison, he did that. Yeah, you know, he spent a little bit of time back home in Sweden before he came over here to North America, and that seems like that was it's very good for his game. Yeah, because it's it's still very high level hockey. Don't, don't get me wrong; I actually would like to see like uh, a top Swede team go against like our AHL squads and stuff like that over here, and and I just want to see like how they would stack up. I think it would be very similar play uh, of what we're seeing over in the AHL. So it was. It was really cool to see that, and I know that the the whole there's a huge tier system to all of Swedish hockey, and and I don't know if you guys know this or your listeners know, but 
the the thing with like Vostervik, they used to be in tier one. So if you lose tier one, you get relegated to tier two. And if you win tier two, you get bumped up. So it, I, I like that. I, I think that would be kind of cool if we did that with the AHL and the ECHL. And it would definitely make things more competitive. And I just, I think it adds a little something that wouldn't really be like a huge change to both of those leagues, but I think it would be really cool to see something like that come to North America to where we could incorporate that to, to actually get some of these teams and GMs to actually do some more work and, and building up their squads and developing their players, knowing that, Oh, if we suck this season, we're going to the ECHL, but if we're really good this season, we're bumping up to the AHL. So I think that would be really cool. So if anybody that's listening to this podcast that can make that happen, please do. <laughs> that would be really awesome. And it's funny that you bring that up because your first point about, you know, seeing those teams play over here would be like similar to like soccer. Now I'm like, I'm not a huge soccer fan, but I know that's how they do. They do like champions cups and they do things that would be so cool to me. Like watch the, you know, the best, you know, Swedish hockey league team, play against like the the golden knights like the the champion of that play the knights in like a best series or something i mean there's mm-hmm. too much money involved and stuff but i think that would be yeah. so fun to watch oh it would be even even the relegation we've talked about the idea of doing something like that like if i was a new league or if i was trying to build like a new like that's definitely something i would definitely integrate and it would be so cool It'd be exciting to come down the end and you know the Blackhawks or just use them as an example. Like they're, they're running low this year. Next thing you know, they, they're going to be playing in the minors next year. Kind yeah. of cool. It's, cool. it's a cool thought. Yeah. I like the idea. I don't know how, I think at this point with the NHL is kind of one of those things where it's like, we're this, we can't do it now, but it would be cool to see it at some of the lower levels. Like the ECHL might be a good place to start with it and just see, yeah. you know, and maybe even if it's from the SPHL to the ECH thing, or from the FBHL to the ECHL, like all those lower leagues that are kind of split in there, do some stuff with that and moving some of those teams around and try it and see what is, you know, it could be something that's really, it's cool to see. And especially because then you wouldn't be playing the same teams over and over and over and over again all the time. You'd be playing yeah. different teams, which is cool, you know, and it'd be interesting to figure out how all the contracts would work as far as, you know, because some people are loaned to this team and then they're taken back team and that kind of stuff and then you don't know who you have and then you might lose somebody halfway through the season because you know like i know we have a buddy who works with the royals and which is adding royals the echl team in our area and they just lost their their starting goalie because carter hart took his leave of absence so then they everybody went up a tier so they started goaltender to the ahl and he's like well that kind of sucks that kind of hurts our season so it's like some yeah. of that stuff where they'd have to figure out that stuff as far as like who's getting loaned where and how that would work. But yeah, man, releg- I, that's one of my favorite things about like the world juniors is like relegation. And then there you have the second tournament where it's like, you got to win that to get there. And cause then you get shuffling and it shuffles the teams and some teams that don't deserve to be there. Don't, they don't get to go back. And then mm-hmm. some teams that are playing really well to, Hey, now you got a crack at this and now you got to keep your team here, which you know, like Germany was able to to keep themselves in the top tier, which was good because you you want to see that from them. I yep. I mean that would be such a cool cool way to do hockey, but I don't know how that would possibly work in North America at this point. But man, would I love to see them try? Yeah, yeah. If they, if they can make something like that happen, it would be awesome. I I don't I think we're too far past that at this point, but it is nice to see 
that uh, the leagues are expanding. I mean, I think within the last week, we just got the announcement of the new ECHL team in Bloomington, Illinois. The Bison are coming in. And then uh, on the West, where they had the, the Lake Knights or something, the Lake Tahoe Night Monsters. Is it Night Monsters? Yep. Yeah. The Night Monsters. <laughs> so, and it, it's cool to see the leagues expanding. So, I'm I'm definitely excited for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Matt mentioned World Juniors. It's a shame the NHL didn't tie that in with the World Junior tournament being in Sweden because that would have been cool while you were over there to hop into a couple. Because, man, the, that atmosphere that those Swedish fans were ready. I mean, you know, America went over and took care of business, but <laughs> yeah, uh, we did. <laughs> But um, it, it was still just listening to that crowd during, especially that gold medal game and even the medal rounds before that. I mean, if those players would have lost, it looked like they were going to riot before that, especially the Switzerland game, because, gosh, yep. that, that environment looked awesome. And I'm telling you, I, I, I saw some clips and stuff from that, and that that's what it was like at HV71 in Vosterbeck. I mean, Vosterbeck was a little bit smaller scale, but – that that's Swedish hockey guys. And it was, it is definitely something special. And I mean, I, I said it before I say it again, if you ever do get a chance to go to Sweden and watch some of the hockey and talk to some of the locals and just learn about the culture, like it's, it's an experience that you'll, you'll never forget. And it'll, it'll definitely be worth it. Looks like we know what we're doing next year. Get a passport. Yes, someone does need to get a passport. You were correct. <laughs> Someone's passport has been stamped already. Oh, actually, not this year anymore. But yeah, uh, it's it is. It's and it it's cool doing doing being able to like be part of of like getting to meet you and doing some of the stuff with that is because what you're going to be able to do in the future as far as getting out of the country into other places. Like it's cool that you're bringing attention to some of the lower leagues and that's great because there's some really good hockey. There's some towns, really good people, all that stuff. It's really cool to see the out of country stuff now. And so, and I'm sure that you will get to some other countries and stuff. Like I'm sure Finland would be a cool place to go and be a good place to go. So it'd be cool to see once you've been to a couple of those other places and then have more of an opinion on like European hockey yeah different things like that it will be really cool to hear because that's one thing that's it's fascinating at the nhl level watching the different way that like finnish players style of hockey because as a like as a nation this is how they're taught from very young same thing mm-hmm. with like america czech you know all of them they're a lot of them a certain way to play hockey at a very young age so there's a reason for that and so their professional leagues reflect that so it'd be cool hearing about their atmosphere and like how that stuff like that when you get to out of the country and different stuff. So Sweden is trip one, but I'm sure that you guys will be getting to other countries and stuff and seeing some different things and stuff. It's, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, we're we're not sure where the the journey is going to take us. I mean, a couple of years ago when I started this, I never thought that I would have been to as many arenas as I've been to or even over in Sweden like we have. So at this point in time, I'm just holding on and just waiting to see where we end up because it's there's so many teams to see in so many different countries. After going to this trip, it really opened my eyes to seeing and viewing what we're doing at Puck My Life as a worldwide thing, not just limiting ourselves to you know 
parts of uh, Michigan and and some in Canada and stuff like that, like our local area, but like really expanding and trying to look at this with a global lens on how we can actually achieve this. I mean, with the, the type of response that we got on our videos and the amount of Swedish people that started following us, we've definitely seen what we can do with this. And so we're going to keep pushing it and seeing how much further we can take it. Yep. Keep doing that because it is awesome. But uh, you. so you came back to America and yep. looked like you went right back at it because you were in, I believe it was rock. What was that? You went right to Rockford right when you got back. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was one that we've been trying to get to for a while. Uh, we've seen since, I'm going to pull up my stuff. Yeah. So since the, uh, the global series, we went and hit the, the Rockford ice hogs. Then the next night we went over and checked out the Chicago steel. Then like a week or two after that, went and caught the motor city gamblers. I actually had already been to big boy arena when I saw the, motor city rockers but it was really cool the coaching staff actually reached out to me i got to meet the the two coaches of the team they actually hooked me up with a jersey gave me full access that that was that was a great time to hang out with them the motor city gamblers if you're not familiar with them they're part of the us phl and then the end of december for my birthday i was actually able to go and check out the cincinnati cyclones which uh i'm gonna tell you right now they had so that night they were doing a giveaway where they were giving away nutcrackers. And I tell you what, there was a lot of nuts in the crowd, no pun intended. And the staff just had no idea what they were doing. There was lines forming everywhere. And then they kept saying, Oh, only season ticket holders. And then we're like, Seriously, all these people are season ticket holders, like half the crowd. And it, it was probably one of the worst experiences getting into an arena. I, I can't wait to go into more depth when we do the review of that, but that, that was just like a disaster. And I've actually heard some other people after I was messaging some people after I went to that game and they're like, yeah, we had a bad experience there too. So yeah, Cincinnati Cyclones, I'll have a lot to talk about that one. And then we were actually supposed to do this show last week. And then I asked the guys if we could reschedule because I got contacted by Concordia university to come out and shoot some content on them and shout out to Liam. He's the guy that runs the social media for them. And he's actually part of the, I think he's part of the coaching staff and invited me down. I got to go in the locker room, hang out with the guys, get some footage down there. I was there for the, the coach's speech and, and them doing the starting lineups in the locker room and got to hang out with those fellas. So that was, that was a really, really good night. I'm glad you guys let me have the <laughs> night off to go and check that out. <laughs> I know it's kind of a last minute thing to happen, but uh, the, I mean, this, that what happening last week is just kind of showing what's kind of happening this season with us is that we never know where we're going to end up. I didn't think about going to Concordia this season, but then talking to them, connecting and then like, Hey, we're giving you full action. You want to come and hang out in the locker room with us? You want to do this and, and that. And so I, I made the, the real video. And then he asked me if he could use it for recruiting and everything. I'm like, sure, man, whatever you need. I took some still photos. I got like a nice camera to start doing that now. So I'm incorporating that into our content. Uh, more of that will be coming out later. So it's, uh, it's really turning into something and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very exciting at this point. 
Yeah, our our agent wasn't very happy that you pushed off, but it's fine. It's <laughs> worth. Yeah, he'll get over it. He'll get over it. <laughs> our agent's gritty, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, when you texted, we were like, "Hey, can we move it?" I was like, "Absolutely, that is well worth it." So I can't <laughs> wait to see all the footage and stuff that comes from that. So yeah, no, I'm flexible. So I mean. <laughs> You know, the amount of times where we were supposed to record two episodes on Thursday, the half, the amount, it's like maybe not half. There's a kind of weeks where we're like, we record one and then we're like, yeah, let's meet a different time because uh, we're both done. So let's, let's go to sleep. And so, you know, it's, we're, we're flexible stuff. It is what it is. But yeah, it's, um, I, it's, cra- it's just crazy to me how, how, like, just even from when we first got connected now it seems like how much you've grown in that time has been significant. And so it's been cool that we've been able to kind of get connected and, you know, we're going to do some of the stuff and, you know, like spoiler alert, I guess, kind of thing. Like at some point you're coming this way and we're going to do some stuff together and you'll get some videos of us and we'll get some lot like having you in the studio. So you'll get to be stared down by gritty and, and our, uh, our new buddy over there. I forgot his name. I have two stuffed uh, mannequin or uh, not mannequin mascots mascots that yep. are sitting on one of our shelves in the studio <laughs> right now. So when you get here, you can uh, you can be stared down by those guys. But yeah, no, it's just been it's been really cool. And as as we've seen, you know where where you were to where you are now, it's watch knowing like okay, this is going to get so much better, and you guys are going to continue to grow so much more, and loving what you're doing already. So it's like. I don't know how much better it could get, but everything, it seems like everything you do is always getting better. And so that's been fun to watch too, is just seeing that project and knowing this is something that's really cool and is it's going to be worldwide. Like it's, it's, it may look a little differently to get there, but that's going to happen. And you have the push for it and you, you know, you're getting stuff done and it's really cool to see and, and be, you know, somewhat kind of sort of a little bit of, you know, kind of getting to talk to you about different things and have you on and, mm-hmm. and talk to you about the different things. And hopefully we're getting you, you know, some, some followers and fan that, but yeah, it's just been, it's been fun watching and seeing where you've, where you've come in the short months that we've known each other. Yeah. And I, like I was talking earlier about some of the the views and stuff like that, we got on some of our content, like we were blown away that the H the HV 71 game got, the the real recap from that game is creeping up to 115,000 views. And I never thought we would honestly get to that, at least not at this point in the game. And just to see that we can reach those types of numbers just blew me away. Like every day I was checking it. I'm like, man, this has got like five, 6,000. And I check it the next day and it kept going up. And it's like, it was really cool to see that people were really liking our content. Cause if you go through our page, all the pretty much 99% of the content, 95%, whatever you want to say is all stuff that we have personally shot. Like this is all content that we're going to the games. We're getting the footage, everything and putting it together out there for everybody to see. Now we don't put everything out there right at once. The reels would be too long. Instagram won't let us do that. So we try to shorten them up a little bit. We use other clips throughout the year in different other reels that we that we come up with. But 
it's just really cool to see the the type of response that we're getting on our original content trying to give our spin on what's going on and having these teams uh collaborate with us on these posts like that concordia post we did we collaborate with them it's on their page now a lot of our content is now on other teams pages i never thought that that was going to happen and and so we we just been approaching this at you know one game at a time and and building things up and we still have a long way to go i mean the goal for this season was 30 new arenas and teams and we are sitting right smack in the middle at 15 and with the trip that i'm planning to come out and harass you guys for a few days is definitely going to help get to that that goal and so i'm i'm super excited for the second half of the season it's it's going to be great. I, I hope it's as good, if not better, than the first half. We're, we're going to create our own hooligan section. <laughs> Heck yeah, we are. <laughs> you brought up one of your trips earlier. I didn't, I didn't realize how disaster it was, disastrous it was into, but the Cincinnati Cyclones one, I think so far that was my favorite video because it just defined what the ECHL is. Yep, There was just fights after every single play. Everything that you put on there, everything that involved the hockey game itself was just a skirmish, a skirmish, a fight, a skirmish. What an awesome league. <laughs> yeah, it, it got to the point, no no joke, Kyle, that I just put my phone down. I'm like, this is way too much. Like, I'm like, th- this is happening every like like five minutes or three minutes. I'm like, I'm just done. I'm just going to sit back and just watch it unfold. Like, you know, <laughs> when you go to these games, you don't see a lot of fights in some of these leagues. So they, oh, cool. There's a lot of fights. There's going to be some good content. Then it just kept happening over and over. I'm like, I put my phone back in my pocket. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done recording <laughs> for the night. This, this is it. I, I got enough content in the first, first period. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like that's every ECHL game I've ever been to has been like that, where it's been just been so many fights. It, yeah. It's, it's not like, okay. There's, you know, three fights. It's like, okay, that's, you know, that's about, that's, you know, not that strange. And and five, ten years ago in the NHL, that was about the same too. Whereas now it's like, you get if you get one NHL fight, you're happy. But yeah, that that was, uh, those are some interesting videos for sure. Mm-hmm. Watching all those guys fight. And I, I love them. I mean, I love the bro. I love the people getting beat up and stuff like that. It cracks me up so much, but yeah. Well, it's a league that like you have to, you have to fight. Like not necessarily like doesn't fight but like you're fighting for your position in a professional team like that's yeah. the lowest level connected to the nhl so like well i believe so yes yeah, yeah. so um it it means the world to those guys to keep mm-hmm. to just do whatever they can to keep their roster spot sometimes it is just throwing fists with someone <laughs> but it's a plot though yes yeah maybe Definitely entertaining. Out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't think i don't think two minutes oh no he would would get destroyed (laughs) he would get absolutely destroyed which would be great but yeah so would you have anything uh anything to us as far as what you have left for the the next 15 places that you want to hit like we're actually what's next what's the next where's the next one you're headed headed to well i was supposed to go and see the gaylord snow uh, this weekend but a Due to a blizzard that we got, we were supposed to have a family get together on my wife's side of the family. So that got pushed back to to this weekend. So uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to that game, but let me pull up those notes. So as of right now, uh, the next 
two games that I am looking at going to. So I'm going to go down to Fort Wayne. Uh, my uncle lives in Fort Wayne. So I was going to go visit him for a night and go check out the uh, Fort Wayne Spaceman of the USPHL on February 2nd. And then on my way back home, I pass by Battle Creek, Michigan, and I will stop in and see the Battle Creek Colonels of the USPHL. So right now, that's the next two games. Uh, the couple weeks from there, I am looking at driving out to Pennsylvania again, avoiding the turn uh, pike at all costs. Uh, I will be heading to Penn State to watch Penn State play the University of Michigan. And then on my way back, I haven't decided yet if I'm going to swing over to Columbus and watch Ohio State play. It looks like I'm going to stop in Toledo on the 17th and watch the Toledo Cherokee of the USPHL. And then just that's about a two and a half hour drive, three hour drive from home. So I'll just go home from there. So I'll just only be on the road for uh, one night. And then that's that's what I have right now for February um, for March. I'm not sure if all this is going to happen. So this is, this, this is, this would be the trip that I'm talking about going with you guys. So um, March 1st, I'll be starting the trip out to catch you guys. And I will be stopping in Ithaca, New York to watch Cornell university play union college on March 2nd. We're not, we've talked about this, but not sure if we're going to do the Royals or Princeton yet. That's still up in the air. March 3rd, the phantoms versus the Hershey bears, March 4th, uh, Philly versus the Blues and possibly March 5th, the Devils versus the Panthers. So that would be five games and five nights. And then I would have two days to get back home where I would turn around and get back on the road to take my wife to go visit her friend in Chicago. After I drop her off on the 8th, I'm going to be driving out to Davenport, Iowa to watch the Quad City Storm. And then going on the ninth to watch the Peoria Rivermen and then back to Chicago to watch the Blackhawks and then coming back home on the 11th. So eight games in 11 days is what I'm planning on doing to try to get to this 30, uh, 30 team goal. And the only other thing I had written down on here was in April the 11th and 12th, I'm looking to head to the Keweenaw Peninsula and that's in the UP of Michigan to watch the Portage Lake Pioneers and the Calumet Wolverines in the Gibson Cup. So I've been invited up there by um, the uh, Portage Lake Pioneers to go do some footage with them. And I think our sponsor Hit Club is going to go up there with us as well and shoot some content up there for the Gibson Cup over those two days. So as of right now, if I was to do everything that I just told you, it's getting me, I think, right to 30, if not a little bit over. Wow, I'm exhausted just listening to you, and and we're only going to be involved in five, five games, four or five. Oh, you know, it's, it's amazing. It's so wild. cool. Remember it's in wild. the first one, I told you people think I'm crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I said I said to you last time we talked, I was like, I'm planning on following you every step, and you, yeah, you want to say what your words were to me. Yeah, I'd be going right there with you. So, yep. good luck keeping up is what you told yep. me. So, but that what I was okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And that that's wild. Yeah, and that's it's just one of those things where I just respect the grind. Like just the fact that you want to do that 
you're going to just put your head down and get it done and do eight teams in 11 or eight games in 11 days. That's a lot, a lot of, and it, it's not going to 11 games. It's going, or sorry, going to eight games. It's going and shooting eight arena worth of stuff. You know, yeah. all the content you need for each arena, all that stuff. That's not five. It's not us hopping there, taking a picture out front, and then like taking a video of the game and then leaving. It's like you're setting up, you're shooting stuff, you're, you know, figuring, and then maybe reshooting it, adjusting things, stuff like that. Like, that's so much work. And then all that stuff, putting it all together, putting it on Instagram, putting it on YouTube, all that stuff. There's so much time invested into that. So it's just, it's not to, to put it in perspective for, people who are listening that don't really know like it's not just attending games because yeah that's not hard i mean attending eight games is not hard all the other stuff that you're doing but that's what makes it special and that's also what you're doing that's so cool and i think people are starting to see that too and it's and it's really that all the sweden fans were really like on board and like really have been very supportive and have been following you guys and and supporting you guys with your stuff because it is it's it's see what you guys are doing and i think any any team or organization or player that's in any of these leagues that you do this stuff for should all be very thankful because this there's so many of these teams that people have no idea about and i, I love your five teams you've never heard of segment that's so cool because there's so many teams and so many nobody has any idea who they are and so it's really cool that you're bringing light to that with something like that where it's hey i'm going to bring these five teams that you may have never heard of and we're going to talk about, you know, just a short whatever, but that's fine. It's Sometimes that's all you need. And then people are like, oh, I've never, oh, they're from wherever. That's close to me. And then they look and you're like, oh, yeah, I'll prefer a game. You know, and it happens a couple of times and everybody's happy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we've gotten countless teams reaching out to us on those videos. Every every single one of those those episodes of that series that I've done the teams have collaborated with us and each one of those is on some other team's page and some of them multiple. And mm -hmm. they've reached out to us and said, they, you know, when are you guys going to come and check us out? And it's like, you know, the, the list just keeps getting longer and I'm, I'm trying to narrow my, my thing is for next year, I think I'm going to look at just narrowing down the ones that we, we have these connections with and making sure that we check those ones off the list, you know, make them a high priority, for next year and and put them in the spotlight because right now some of those teams that have reached out to us at tilbury bluebirds and a few other ones it's just we, we just don't as of right now I, I don't have them scheduled uh to do anything and i i've really wanted to there's there's teams in canada there's teams in michigan there's teams in other states that want us out there so i'm i'm just doing everything i can uh with the resources that i have and and when when you look at the the Instagram, I I run everything. I run the YouTube. If you're messaging us on Puck My Life, you're talking to me. I I post everything. The guys they come along with the trip. They on the trips they help when they can, but at the end of the day, I'm I'm the one responsible uh, for Puck My Life. So I'm I'm just doing what I can with what I have, and however far we can take this, I'm 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 willing to do what it takes to take it there. And then while you're here, I'm going to get one of those stadiums to all yell, hey, hockey fans. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to get that patented for you. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. We're going to get that in one of the NHLs. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. We'll get the T-shirts made up and everything. So, 
<laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. No, it's yeah, I mean, just yeah, keep doing what you're doing with what you got, you know. And and I think it's cool that some of these teams are reaching out, like, hey, come, you know, come down to us or come over to us and see us and stuff like that. And it's cool that you'll be able to kind of have a list going into next year, like, okay, here's teams that we want to make sure that we hit. And that's cool because it's going to be teams that you've never been to, but you have where you've already talked to them and like, okay, there's some kind of connection there, which is cool. And then at some point you'll have, you know, I mean, there's always new teams, but you know, you're at some point you'll get to the point where it's like, Oh, Hey, we're finally doing because we've actually finally hit all of the teams in this league, which would be yeah. awesome. And, and I will say that with the, the, the way that I have done the content on the page and put teams out there, it's definitely making it a lot easier when, teams look at what we're doing and they're contemplating um they're contemplating uh following us and everything and so you okay bud <laughs> anyway my dog my dog's kind of freaking out i think somebody's driving by That's anyway awesome. but uh yeah i think it's making it a lot easier for them to like look at our page and like see oh they're doing this with this team and now that like we went to concordia like they let us into the locker room we were there for the starting lineups we were there for the coaches meeting and so they're seeing that other teams are letting us do that and like oh so this is what puck my life is doing with these opportunities let's give them the opportunity to come and do that with us so the more and more we do that it's going to just keep opening the door for us mm -hmm. to to basically move up the ranks so i'm i'm really excited anytime we get an opportunity like that i i am definitely taking it yeah, that is it, it's so cool. It, it's it's just really cool to see like someone like you that just work, you know, you work hard every day to just do this. And then you have like actual like organizations, owners, teams like contacting you to come out and just help promote them. It's it's just I don't know. It's such a cool thing to see and you should really be proud of yourself, everything you've done and all you all you guys just it's it's really cool. It's something something to be proud of. Sure. Well, thank you. Yeah, this was not what I envisioned. I thought when we first started this, it would just be a few pictures of me posting the pucks and that was it. But I realized like, oh, I'm taking some video for story. And then it's like, oh, it, it kept saying, make these into reels. And my first few reels sucked. And I just kept at it and just trying to to watch what I was doing and, and watching what other people were doing to try to see, oh, how can I improve? And so I'm always trying to learn all the time and and build this up so i'm 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 excited to see see where it's going to go and like i said earlier in the show i i am starting to do more still photography for these teams during warm-ups another part i've already captured some really cool photos that i'm having edited down and so I, I can't wait to start sharing some of those once i get some more out and put like a little few portfolio posts on there of some of the shots i'm taking at the arenas yeah it's amazing to me like because i run our social media page at this point because uh, you know it's yeah it's just amazing to me the real like how much the reels get attention now and yeah. how that's like if you want to if you want to grow your social media make reels because the reels are where a lot of people are watching and that's where i've kind of adopted the method of i'm taking some real like whatever we talked about the most popular person in the episode talked about finding a clip from them posting that as our as our post about this is about a, another new episodes out because the reels they get some of them just hit 
and they hit perfectly. And because even like I think our lowest uh, viewed reel still has like a hundred plays, but our highest viewed post is like sixty views. So it's like mm-hmm. it's still doubling what I normally get. So it's amazing how the re- how much the reels help getting you out there and then people seeing, especially like for you when all your reels are you. Like us, we're just using NHL clips. Is all you know, it's nothing. Nothing's original. All it's just all repost and remixing stuff and adding a caption to it. But for you guys, it's but you never and it's. I mean, I I look at like on my personal life of like when I'm scrolling through YouTube or whatever. The amount of like random things that I found that I'm like, oh, I never knew that anything like this existed, but I'm scrolling mm-hmm. through YouTube or whatever and here it pops. And so it's like it's the reels has been so helpful with getting, you know, getting things out there and stuff like that. So and you never know, something could hit and you know, your reel from Sweden that has you know the uh, hundreds of thousands or uh, over a hundred thousand views, like that stuff is you just don't know. Like you don't know when it's gonna hit the algorithm. Yep perfectly in that and what they were looking for and then all of a sudden you have all these people viewing it and you're like i don't even know how anybody even heard about this how do i have all these plays but through all that stuff you guys get more popular and as you get more popular you, you you're finding more teams to go and see and stuff like that and more stuff you do the better you get and you know you gotta you gotta have episode zero to have episode 100 and that's something that yep. we learned the hard way you know we kind of had to just our teeth and bear the couple the first couple episodes suck like our first probably 10 episodes are awful they're just awful we learned you know you start somewhere you figure it out better at things and the more you do it the better you get and now we're in a we're pretty comfortable with where we're at you know we're still getting better i'm still learning how to not rant about the edmonton oilers but you know sometimes it's others but uh you'll, you'll hear on tuesday's episode it started at oh congratulations edmonton you have a 14 game win streak next thing you know 10 minutes later matt's screaming about how much he boilers i do i do what, what can i say listen when you <laughs> I, I i will stand behind my when you build a team incorrectly i will chirp them about it is what it is but yeah so it's just it's cool seeing you know as and as you guys kind of figure out or as you figure out what works best for your videos and and as you look at these okay you know what do we want to add stuff like that and then getting the opportunity of these teams going hey why don't we bring them in the the locker room why don't they get to see behind closed doors why don't they see us reading starting lineups stuff like that you never know what what those things will lead to and then you know you may connect with somebody that's playing you know and one or something who then ends up becoming a big rig in nhl hockey at some point it's like hey that dude that shit off my team we got to get him to come do some of the stuff with these guys. And you just, cause connections are everything. And that's something that when I've learned more times than I can count with hockey stuff, you got to know people and you got to have a good reputation. And those two things are so helpful for getting your name out there. And that's something that I'm seeing from, from what I'm viewing of your guys stuff is your reputation and you're getting to know people and lots of different people and having people reaching out to you about, Hey, come see us. Not, you reaching out to them saying we want to come see you. so that's cool to see because yeah with that it's going to grow so much and i can't wait till you're a big rig in the nhl oh hey fuck my life's here hey yeah hey hockey fans hey hockey yep. fans <laughs> yep have, have me on the jumbotron and that's all it'll say is hey hockey fans <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be so awesome yep that's that's the goal mm-hmm. <laughs> and and honestly i i mean 
I'm I'm just having so much more fun with these these lower leagues and and talking to these guys that are just you know they live and breathe hockey and it's it's different for them because they're still having some of these leagues they're they're still having to work a regular job and then mm-hmm. they're they're trying to compete at the highest level they can on the weekends whilst trying to take care of a family and do all this traveling and everything and and these guys aren't making hardly any money playing in some of these leagues so the amount of respect that i have for these guys that are doing this with such little compensation and and some of these owners not having enough money to even give them upgraded gear and stuff like that i mean there was one team that i saw that the i felt bad the goalie was playing and his blocker glove was like ripped and he, his fingers were like you could see his like actual fingers through it and it wasn't covered up very well and it's just like there's got to be some way to 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 try to get recognition of these teams so they can start to get some more funding to give their players the proper equipment so they can go out there and compete at the highest level that they can. So I, yeah, I, I just want to see what we can do for that. Cause I, you know, hockey is an, ex, it's a really expensive sport of like all the sports, the main sports, I, it's definitely the most expensive. So I don't know. It's just, I, I have just a ton of respect for those guys that, that fight through all that adversity, not, only on the ice, but off the ice, just to be able to compete at any one of those levels. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that is really sad to hear if, if they played at any sort of high level at all, that should not be happening. So yeah, any, any promotion that those leagues can get, that's awesome. So yeah. good on, good on you for pushing that. <laughs> Doing what I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, that they're all very appreciative of everything you're doing because yeah they can i'm sure they can use all the help they can but and it is it's a shame because it's like hockey's i mean my opinion one of is the best sport so it's a shame that it has to be the most expensive sport too because it'd be nice if it wasn't so expensive but you know here we are so it's nice that you can kind of help with some of that stuff with just getting them some recognition and hopefully some funding through that and I mean, I know that hockey's in a better, much better place now than it was ten. Years, so hopefully, it continues to keep going that way because I do love to see the, you know, the growth of the sport and just the people that, yeah, at that lower level who just they love it. And it's just, you know, and they don't care. They're like, yeah, I'll work my full time job and then I'll go play hockey on the weekends. And this is kind of just what I'm doing. A lot of respect to that because it's super. Just get to a point where you're like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore and just be done. Some of these guys really just grind it out and they're playing into their thirties and forties and just like I'm doing for as long as I possibly can. And at some point it'll be over, but as long as I can keep up with it, I'm going to keep up with it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Anything else? (laughs) I think I'm good. Yeah. You got anything else you want to mention there, Tyler? Only that I'm, excited for march i know it's going to be a lot of traveling and a lot of work in between games and making sure i get all the content up before the next game because there's been some times where i'll go to a game and i know i don't have one for a little while so i'll take a little bit of time editing the reels and stuff like that but now if i'm going to do eight games in 11 days i really got to be on top of it so it's it's going to be a hard uh, 11 days, but uh, once it's done, it's done, and I'm, I'm gonna hopefully be glad I did it. So we'll, we'll see you how it be. ends up. Yeah, well, I'm excited yep. to come and hang out with you guys. So that's 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 a big part of it. 
Yes, we cannot wait. I'm so excited for that weekend. I already already told the world we're uh, I'm doing or we're doing nothing that weekend because <laughs> I have someone from Michigan coming in to see me. Yep, driving <laughs> eleven hours, and I am going. Like I said in the last video, I am cutting through Canada and down <laughs> through New York. So <laughs> I don't blame you. Yep, I don't. I really don't. I totally understand. So. But we are very excited to hear to have you here and and to be part of you know what you're doing and stuff and able to to hang out in person and do some stuff in person versus having to do stuff through Streamyard, which is great and we're very thankful that we were able to do it like this too. But it would be cool having you here and then being able to see what it looks like behind the scenes and actually have a full idea as to what it takes to do with what you're doing and then be able to help in any way that we can because if we we want to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when, when I was at the Cyclones game, after we got, my wife and I found our seats, I'm like, all right, hon, I'll be back in a little while. So I just, she's like, all right, go do your thing. And so I ran down, I was going on each side of the uh, the ice for warm-ups, and I'm going and taking pictures of this, I'm taking pictures of that, and doing all this stuff. So I have like a, like a long checklist in my head of like, okay, you have to get this shot, you have to get this shot, and I'm going through it all. And then I was finally able to go back and enjoy the game with my wife, so... Um, but yeah, I am, I am definitely all around the arena. So hopefully you guys, uh, can keep up. Yep. That's <laughs> water that weekend. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, just... All right. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. So thank you for coming on Tyler. Appreciate you. And we're very glad that we can help and contribute in any way. We're super stoked for March and that's going to be a great, a great trip. So thank yeah. you. I appreciate you guys and everything that you're doing. So keep up the good work. Thank you very much. We're trying. We need our outro. You're, you're you're doing it. You're doing it. You're not just trying. You're doing it. Keep talking. I got I got to pull the outro out. You are so <laughs> something. <laughs> Co-host something. You are. I am I'm the worst. I apologize. All right. Well, it was nice talking to you, Tyler. We'll see you in March. Yep. See you guys. Doesn't even work anyway. Just oh my! <laughs> it only gave. Why so serious? Show 